everyone, this is Liz Fiddler and you're listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. Once again, thanks for being here. Today's episode, it's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk about what the heck I do when I finally have to start planning my garden. And it's kind of actually where I'm at in the season right now. So we're recording this early February. And so everything is ordered. I know exactly what inventory I have because it's either already arrived or it's going to be coming soon. And so I, this is part one of how I decide what to plant where. And this episode's actually going to be in two parts. So in this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, basically taking inventory, dividing it into categories of plugs, seeds to start in tray and direct seeds, basically taking everything that I ordered and then almost coming up with a calendar of when I need to plant it because that's the first step or else I don't know which garden beds to have ready. And so we're going to talk about how I, how I get into that. And then later in this episode, I'm going to kind of give you a little insight of what happened on my farm last year and why it was such a disaster when this huge storm came through and completely ruined all my plans. And I'm hoping to give you some reassurance that even though it was a disaster by every sense of the word, it still worked out fine. So that's the other thing I want you to focus on. You can plan as much as you want, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way and just how to roll with the punches. So This episode is going to be kind of starting that dividing it into categories and then deciding when I plant what. And then in the next episode, then we're going to decide where. So it'll be talking about things like just notes on each flower. Is it cold hardy? Does it need to be after last frost? What's the spacing? What's the bloom time? What's the water requirements? What's the light requirements? What are the harvest requirements? Is this going to be you pick or not? And that's going to be really you know, I have three growing spaces here at the farm. And so then that's kind of how I decide what to plant where. So getting into today's episode, the first thing that I do is just take inventory of everything that I have. Essentially, I bought all of my seeds from two different spots or two different websites, and I have all of the seeds now already. So I have all of the seeds. And then I bought plugs from Farmer Bailey's. And I'm really excited. I actually reached out to him on Instagram And he is going to be on an episode talking about plugs with me. So I think we need to do that one sooner than later. So I start out with making a list of everything that I have. So the plugs are all in one list. And then the seeds are in two lists. And I decide what do I need to start in seed trays? And what do I need to direct seed? And then from there, I can kind of get it in order. Starting off with the plugs, I have three different ship dates. I ordered a bunch of delphiniums and some other really cold hardy perennials that they're actually arriving mid-April and they'll be able to get thrown in the ground as soon as the ground can be worked. Now, when these plugs arrive, I know that I'm going to need to harden them off which is essentially get them used to the cold, get them used to the wind. You don't just throw them in the ground the day that you get them or they'll probably die. So you get them, okay, you let them sit in the shade, kind of wind for a little while. The next day you give them a few more hours and then a few hours of sun. Then maybe the next day they're outside in the sun. You know, you do this gradually and you just kind of keep an eye on them. Ideally take about a week to do this. Bring them in at night, let them rest, you know, but you just harden them off and, you know, gradually let them come. And then some of my Lysianthus and Snapdragons that are more of a cold hardy plant. 
they're going to come about May 15th, which remember my last frost date here is around May 15th. So they're going to come May 1st. So, you know, about two weeks before last frost. And then the rest of my plants are coming. Most of them I did May 8th, even though I know I can't probably plant them until about May 15th. So then I have a Google spreadsheet and I spread them out that way. And then I also ordered a ton of eucalyptus, silver dollar and baby blue, but I have those coming May 15th because I'm hoping, you know, by the time they're ready to get potted out, I'm hoping to do some of those in pots and I've got some ideas for experimenting with those. So I'm like, you know what? I just want them to come like a week later than the rest of them. And so that's, you know, kind of how I divided up my plugs. And then the seed starting, I divided them into the two different categories, whether it's starting or direct seed. So the earliest I'm starting any of those will be actually, I know I had said April 1st, but I kind of lied. It's going to be mid-March because that's when I'm going to start my stock. So stock is pretty similar looking to snapdragons, but these are a lot of cold hardy annuals. And so then, you know, you divide it into when are these going to need to be planted? So anything that needs to be started in trays. So my status, my celosia, my delphinium, straw flower, yarrow, stock, blue glitter, and gomfrina are going to be things that I'm starting in trays. None of them take longer than six weeks except for the stock, you know, and that's about eight weeks. I shouldn't say that. It takes probably about six weeks, but you can transplant them much earlier than May 15th. Last year, I think I planted them around April 25th and they did excellent. Depending on how long they need to be started, that six weeks, well, sometimes they can be started more than six weeks before the last frost, if that makes sense. But I don't have to keep them alive in a tray for more than six weeks. That was kind of how I decided what was worth ordering plugs for versus starting on my own. And then on my stuff that's direct seeded, um, my Scabiosa, my Cosmos, my Dara, my Amaranth, my Orlia, and my Nigella, I put that all in a different on a different spreadsheet. And so then, okay, out of the plugs, yep, I know like what day they're coming. I have inventory of it. And that's all I really need to know for that because I can't really plant them any earlier than when they're coming. And that part's easy. So then with the things that are direct seeded, okay, So I have, for example, you know, my amaranth. I put the number of seeds I have so I can kind of relatively know the spacing, the plant date, and then I put notes next to it and where to plant. Same thing with my celosia and, you know, everything else. Just, you know, trying to get that organized. So that's the very first step when you're making this calendar of trying to decide when to plant it. And it's like, okay, at least then you can divide it up. And you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Now I'm going to switch gears. And like I said, the next episode, we're going to talk about everything else, you know, where to plant it. You know, is it cold hardy? Is it, you know, spacing? Does it need shade? Does it need sun? So what I want to talk about the rest of this episode is last spring, you know, just the best laid plans. And guess what? It still worked out fine. So picture this, we're entering season three. I had a brand new growing space expanded. I had all of my seeds ordered. I had triple the amount of subscriptions from the year before. I'm so excited. I'm ready to go. I have a six-month-old baby. My other daughter is four and a half, and then my husband had been passed away. He passed away the December before that. So Josh and I moved out here, and we moved into the farmhouse that was built in 1888, and it was not in great shape. We'll put it that way. Um, Nobody else in the family wanted to live in it. We'll put it that way. I mean, his one sister was like, I'm shocked that you guys are 
going to live in that house. And we really didn't have a choice. If we wanted to buy the farm, we had to buy the house. We had to live in it for a while because we could not afford to just build new right away. So the plan was to build new within five to 10 years and, you know, just kind of go from there. Well, when he passed away, it was like, okay, the heat bill is ridiculous. Like I didn't realize how much work he did on the house while he was alive. And it's like, oh my gosh, if we don't have space heaters on the bedrooms, get down to the low forties. Literally my daughter's bedrooms were like 43 degrees one day when it was like super cold out. And so we had humidifiers going and the electric bill and the heat bill. I mean, they were well over $500 each a month and it was just insane. And so I had decided to move forward and we were going to build the house that Josh and I had planned on. So I had, you know, a contractor and yep, we tore down the house April 1st. I was seeing my now fiance at the time. He actually bought a camper for us to live in. And the plan was we were going to move in there around mid-May after we had got like water lines dug to the shop. You know, we had all these plans. We were going to house sit for like a month for some friends of ours that were going to be gone. And like, okay, yep, yep. We got the garden all planned. So I planted my cold hardy annual or yeah, my cold hardy annuals like April 20th, whatever. And then I had a rough idea of where everything else was going to go in rows. And yep, okay, we got to plant that around. Last frost is May 15th. So basically from May 10th to May 20th, I took like seven days of PTO. I was only going to work a couple days the whole month of May. I had been saving up and I was like, yep, this is going to be great. It's going to be just relaxing and sunshine and beautiful. And all of a sudden it was on May 12th, this enormous storm came through and absolutely just destroyed all of our plans. So we had like a temporary well for our water. Well, that got flooded. So all this dirt got in there. So we literally didn't have drinking water. We couldn't shower. Like that had to be completely cleaned out. You know, and again, we're trying to stay in this camper. And then like some sand got in the lines and like clogged all the water lines in the shed. And like Brent had to completely take those apart. And then I think we had almost 20 mature pine trees like just drop where the garden was. They dropped on where our peonies were. They dropped on where like we were supposed to be tilling. Um, we had a couple like hundred year old white pines that were over a hundred feet tall drop in the middle of the yard. And it's like, I, I can't even explain how much wood and trees and branches and cleanup that was. The main shed where I kept my dahlias, I had like 180 dahlias potted up and the window broke during the storm. Like it just completely like crashed in and so then all of those dahlias were just on the ground some of them lost some of them I was able to salvage but they weren't labeled so I didn't know where any of that was my seed trays were just like completely destroyed everything that I had started from seeds the roof of our main barn where all of our stuff from the house was stored you know just boxes and stuff the roof blew off and so you know huge insurance claim my fiance boyfriend at the time had bought me this really cute 1965 international truck to like take pictures in the truck bed like for the flowers and all this and a building flipped over on top of it and completely like bent up the box and so literally like that's what was going on you know we just had brown water coming out of the faucets because it was muddy and like I I just remember being like I just want to take a shower and like oh my gosh and you know we had this plan of 
or, you know, I had, you know, I had to get my garden planted and I literally sent out my newsletter. I kind of said what was going on. I said, we're fine. I know when you drive by the farm, it looks really bad, but like, we're fine. The camper's fine. We're going to be gradually cleaning up and stay tuned because I don't know if we're going to have a season like subscription holders. Stay tuned. I might be refunding you all. Like, I don't know that we're going to be able to get the garden planted because we have all these trees to clean up and like, I, I just don't even know what to do right now because if we don't get planted in the next couple of weeks, it's it's not going to happen. And when I say garden, I mean like fields. We have almost a whole acre of flowers. But anyway, I got this overwhelming response of people saying, I'll come help. I'll come help. I've, I've, you know, I'm retired. I'll come. And like people just like showed up in waves and they were like, where can we go? What do we do? And I'm like telling them where the landscape fabric is. And we got the whole garden planted, like everything planted in two days. And I was just like handing out seed packets. And so, you know what? All said and done, it was actually really laughable because, you know, I had this plan of having all my dahlias color coded and it was an absolute rainbow because there was nothing in order of all the tubers got mixed up. Just nothing was color coded. Nothing was, and I shouldn't even say color coded. It was just like, there was a half a row of celosia and a half a row of status and a half a row of zinnias and a half a row of amaranth. And then the next row was, you know, a different kind of amaranth. And it was just a mess and like really tall stuff to the south of something shorter and like, so shade on it, whatever. None of it was ideal, but it was fine. It was fine. And so honestly, you know, when I'm talking about how to plan your garden and what to plant where and when to plant it, also keep in mind that Mother Nature kind of does its thing and they're going to come up anyway and just try to take notes and be better next year. But there's a reason that it takes time. And I really think it's going to take a good five, 10 years before I figure out exactly what I want where. And even then you rotate it because, you know, different plants have different nutrition requirements. So just my biggest advice is be flexible. If you're a new flower farmer, try to put as much planning into, you know, the events you're going to do and how you're going to sell the flowers as you are what you're going to grow them. Because keep in mind, at the end of the day, your business is selling flowers, not growing flowers. Or if you're just a hobby farmer, you know, your goal is to pick a bouquet. If you're growing cut flowers and you know, if you want the garden to look pretty and that's a different focus, that's great. But just keep in mind that sometimes mother nature is going to disrupt your plans and it's going to work out anyway. Next episode, we are going to talk about where I put the flowers and how to decide how to, what to put where. Thank you for listening. Abby is here with questions again. So, uh, once again, Abby, novice gardener, what do you got for me, Abby? Okay. First one, you said you use a spreadsheet to map out your flowers for the year with like the dates and what you're thinking of when you want to harvest and whatnot. Do you have a specific spreadsheet that you use? Do you use Microsoft Excel? Do you recommend a journal? What, what are you kind of thinking for that? So it just depends, you know, where you're at. I actually have a journal on my website that says ideas in bloom and it's tiny little squares um, that you can map it out that way. And when I'm planning where I put things, then I draw it out. I map it out on a piece of paper, you know, or I use a whiteboard, something like that. I, you know, or I name the rows, you know, one through 18, when they're down in the field and kind of go from there. But when I'm saying right now for this episode, when to plant, I use just Google Sheets, which is Excel. And I put all those little details in there because then I can put them in order of, you know, I can really quickly change it to putting them in alphabetical order or I can control F and find oh, where's the gum frina on my list? You know, what order of dates? And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about things 
for three weeks from now, like add some rows and don't look at that or put that on a separate page. And so I use, I like to put Google Sheets because then I can add those little notes and then I can access it from my phone because I have, you know, the app on my phone. I have it on my iPad. I have it on my desktop. And yeah, so that's how I usually do it. And then when I'm trying to decide where, then it's like a free for all drawing and much more of a visual person there. Okay. Next question. When you are making that plan of how many you're going to be planting and whatnot, do you factor in things like that storm that happened last May? Do you factor in leaving some seeds aside in case something bad happens? Yes and no. So ultimately, you know, I know how much space I have. I like to plant extras just in case, you know, kind of my we'll call it my oh shit policy, essentially. For example, I'm getting married in October. I know that I'm going to want some certain colors of sunflowers at my wedding. I am going to plant them in the high tunnel because it's past last frost and I want to extend the season out there. So like I'm going to plant those August 1st. So yes, I'll set some aside for that. So my summer subscriptions start the second week of July. They're 10 weeks long. I know that I have roughly, I think there's 62 subscriptions. So, you know, we'll do a little math here. So 62 and then each bouquet has about a dozen stems in it. So 62 times 12 means 744 stems every week just for the subscriptions. Well, I know that every week, you know, a zinnia plant can give me three stems. If I want three zinnias in every single July subscription, you know, and each plant can give three stems, like, I mean, essentially I'll need 66 zinnia plants of that color if I know that's what I'm going to need. You know, so trying to decide on numbers there. Sunflowers, for example. Yep. July, pretty much every bouquet includes a sunflower. Not necessarily in August because then I have other stuff starting to bloom. The dahlias, whatever, but like those focal flowers. You know, so if I know I need 66 bouquets a week for sure for that and then stem bars, like, okay, well that means I want 150 sunflowers a week, you know, and those bloom 45 to 55, 60-ish days, depending on what the variety is. Also, you know, sunflowers hold up really well in the cooler if you pl- if you pick them right before they're going to open. So then, you know, that's something that I can harvest a bunch of them. So it's like, I don't want to plant a thousand sunflowers May 15th, because guess what? They're all going to bloom in the same 10-day stretch. I need to plant 250 of them 10 days later. 250 of them. And that's a little bit more of like succession planting because sunflowers are one and done. Like you pick them one time. Whereas the zinnias, the more you cut them, the more you pick them, the more they'll continue to produce. And we kind of call that cut and come again. But that's how I kind of decide on quantity is I I decide, okay, what do I want most of my bouquets to look like? And again, I'm in year four. So I have a pretty good idea of what that looks like. I know that July is going to have a ton of snapdragons. I know that it's going to have, you know, just kind of knowing what those more cool hardy flowers are. And then again, August, the more heat loving, okay, yep, I need these plants and that's what's going to be blooming then or, you know, plant some fresh zinnias or, so I kind of, I kind of go by numbers from that standpoint too. I never knew there was so much math involved with flower farming. There is a lot of math. There is a lot of math. And again, as a general rule, I try to just plant way more than I can or, you know, way more than I think I'm going to need. Because the thing is, I want to do the U-picks. I want to do the stem bars. But at the end of the day, those are extras. I have already pre-sold subscriptions, so they need to get filled first. 
I've already pre-sold nursing home sponsorships. So those need to get sold first. So, you know, as of now, I'm hoping to do STEM bars and U-picks and all of that starting in July, but we'll see. They might have to wait until August, you know? So that's it's one of those things you just have to look and see if it's, sometimes it can be delayed up to like three weeks, depending if it's a cold spring or not. And so... I'd just rather have extra flowers. And usually the more you pick them, the more they produce for a lot of them. So, Well, it's nice to have the spreadsheet then to reference. Exactly, exactly. Planning ahead always helps. Yes, it does. It does. And again, the best laid plans. Sometimes a tree falls on your truck or a building falls on your truck, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. That's all I got for questions. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And here in the next episode, we're going to talk about how I decide where to plant my flowers. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. 